Seven Days to Play. Welcome to Seven Days to Play, your weekly mobile game review program made with fresh pre-portioned ingredients delivered direct to your door for less than $10 per person per meal. I am your co-host, Edwin. And I am the blue to your apron, <laughs> Sam. And for the last seven days, Edwin has challenged, by recommendation of Twitter pal Helen. Thank you, Helen. Charles, by 11, 11.10, 1%. 11.10, 1%. They actually have quite a good website. The title is, hello, comma, we will steal your time. And we'll get to exactly how much time mm-hmm. Charles has stolen from us. But first, new, 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 oh. news, news, Ooh. news. Two weeks in a row. Not really mobile related, but mobile because... <laughs> That's never stopped us before. The platform is quite mobile. You can take it around with you. And of course, I'm talking about the Nintendo Switch. Okay. See, I think that's still mobile. It is mobile in the fact that you can carry it with you, right? Put it in your pocket. Yeah, but you can carry a laptop with you as well. You need some of those 90s carpenter jeans with giant pockets to fit the Switch in, but, you know. Jinko jeans, I hear, is coming back. Um, But the news is that Nintendo, they released what was called Nintendo Labo. Mm-hmm. Not yeah. crazy about the name. Carry on, though. Mm, I kind of like it. It's cute. Labo. Yeah, Labo. Labo. And and the whole idea is to bring about this like creative nature, taking cues from STEM toys, which are sort of really in these days with developing minds. <laughs> developing young minds. Yeah. And, you know, you have like these little kits that you put together and it tells you and it teaches you about like pneumatics and kinematics and physics and all this stuff. Okay. And so they've come up with a kit, two kits initially, that's going to launch... Uh, in 420. <laughs> nice. That essentially allows you to create cardboard playthings, which mm. you can then append your Nintendo Switch, whether it's the main base console with the screen or the two Joy-Cons that it comes with in different parts of this like cardboard contraption. Still going to get the names. That allows you to uh, interact with it in ways that's really creative. So, so you could make a cardboard Teletubby and the tummy would be, or the a tummy would be the Nintendo Switch. Exactly. Wow. That would okay. be one example. But I'm now on board. I they was, have some. I set can make things. a dipsy. You can make a dipsy if you want. You know, like have you ever seen those hex bugs? Mm, I don't think I have. So they're like these little toys that vibrate, and when they vibrate, they move along the floor because mm-hmm. they have like little static legs that are made from rubber, and the vibration actually causes them to like scutter around uh, randomly. It's actually quite cool. And what Nintendo has done is they've given you or they're pr- they're providing you with like this cardboard cutout kit that's pre-cut, but you have to like assemble, you know, little assembly required for you to actually build something. And you it's can like then- a blue apron of toys. It's it is exactly ingredients. If, if I was to compare them with a a meal service, <laughs> I would say they're exactly like the blue apron of toys. <laughs> and so what this allows you to do is it allows you to make a toy which then the interface would be like you can put the you can put the controllers on it and it'll vibrate and it will all be controllable through the switch as well. So there might be some settings on the switch screen where you can like say increase vibration, maybe move to the left, maybe move to the right, and the toy will move accordingly. So that's like one of the kits. Recreate the Rocky Horror Show. Yeah, and the other kit is really cool. It essentially builds like this power armor around you with like a system of pulley and strings where you can wear the arms. And the actions that you do will be have some sensors uh, back to the Nintendo Switch in which you can see like how a robot is actually moving towards you. So just like Luc Besson's recent movie, <laughs> when they put their arm in the box <laughs> to do the thing, right? Right, kind of, sort of. Mm. I'd say it's more like Pacific Rim. 
Uh huh. Right? Where right. you have like these pseudo controls and it controls a big robot that's in the game. Mm-hmm. I see.、Um, but it's really clever because they're not using anything like virtual reality, they're just using sensors that are available. On the Nintendo Switch. So I'm looking forward to it. Kind of expensive for cardboard and games. How much is cardboard these、so. days from Nintendo? <laughs> Nintendo cardboard. So there are two kits that are coming out. One is priced at $69,、oh, okay. and the other is at $79. Gotcha.、Hmm. But I think it's worth it. Like, I don't want more like plastic crap, you know, filling the landfills. It's great that they're thinking about this. I think it's, it's such a great idea because there's going to be so many things that come out of,、uh, you know, independent thinkers that. Have other possibilities in their minds. 420. That's right. Sick. It's sick, bro. Back to Charles. Charles. And I will now tell you. Wait. Have you looked up Charles in Charge? I did not look up Charles in Charge. <laughs> Good. Because really not worth it. Oh, wait. No, actually, I did. <laughs> I s a i now.、Uh, Scott Bow. Bye, Al. Yeah,、Yow. Scott. Meow.、Yeah. Not important. Scott Meow. He's. He's.、Uh, He's not worth it. <laughs> yep. Maybe it'll be available on Hulu before we know it because they're, they're all about bringing back old TV shows. It was probably on TV Land. Do you remember that cable network show? Oh, vaguely. We are off topic. Reeling us back in, Charles. This game, I'm going to describe it for you. Yes. It's asteroids.、Um, mm, right? Yeah, it's asteroids, but the asteroids know where you are. Bum, bum, bum. Okay. Samsung your face. Going. Keep going.、Mm-hmm. Yep. You basically need to avoid the balls of death, aka asteroids, but they have been made into perfectly formed spheres. The longer you avoid them, the higher the score. And that is essentially it. The only thing that's different from asteroids is that. It wasn't built in the 80s. You have instant fluid movements of your controller,、uh, of, your, of your player. Of, the, of, of Charles. Right. Where in asteroids, there's more like tank controls. You change the. The angle at which you're pointing, and then you move, you press a button or like you move forward to actually go towards that direction, right? Yes. So this is direct touch response. Yep. Move your finger up, little Charles moves forward, move your finger back, Charles moves backwards. I'm assuming the plane is called Charles. Yeah, I think he is Charles. Because,、oh. uh, yeah, we'll get to it later, but、uh-huh, he is、okay. in fact called Charles. Yeah.、Okay. Good. The other thing is that you cannot shoot. You cannot shoot、indeed. by default. Yes. You cannot shoot whenever you wish. Your lasers have been deactivated. That's part of the backstory in my mind. <laughs> Head cannon. But there's a bunch of power ups that you can go and collect, be it a confusing spider web. Why is there a spider web in space? I don't know.、Uh, a kind of Tommy gun that you can kind of anti aircraft missile shooty thing that you can stand behind and fire、uh, bullets at. The,、uh, the balls of death. What else is there? There's、uh, flames. Yeah, basically all manner of destructive things you can unleash on the balls of death, but they appear at random. And in random s p a c e Places on the screen, so you kind of need to、uh, navigate your way around. That's pretty, pretty much it. Yep, straightforward game. I, I like how you immediately thought that this was based in space.、Mm. I, didn't, I didn't really think that it was in space. I kind of thought, like,、oh. it was on know, a pool table or a petri dish, right? <laughs>、oh. These are little bacteria that are forming up.、Ah, yeah, there is something very sinister about the way they move after you as well. Yeah. Kind of like a, in a dream where you just can't escape. They're slowly gathering towards you. It could、yeah. be like a zombie simulator, you know?、Except、there is something quite zomb- super fast. Yeah, there's something zombie esque about these, the balls of death, for sure.、Um, How do you like the game, Sam?、Um, so, <laughs> I did like it. I enjoyed it. Okay, all sounds good. But I'm not、Ooh. crazy about it. Like,、okay. you know, I, I think that it is a really good attempt at 
something that feels casual and hardcore and um, kind of like a shoot 'em up feeling that you get. You know, there's there's lots of attention and keeping it mobile, right? Like, yeah, this wouldn't really work on a console. It wouldn't work it's on a console. It's too casual for a console, right? Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. there are interpretations of this on a console, but it wouldn't have the same feel, I don't think. There's something about the super fluid nature of the way that you move that I think really works on mobile because you're using your thumb to control it directly. Yeah. But yeah, like, you know, very pleasant game. I enjoyed it. What was your high score? Uh, 133. Oh, wow. Good job. 133. And I think that's the amount of time that you survive. Yes, yeah, so the number of seconds, I yeah. guess, rather than... Because there's another mechanic of earning coins, which you get by destroying balls of death or picking up power-ups. Right. And that allows you to uh, supercharge. Or supercharge. Or upgrade your Charles. <laughs> In charge. <laughs> upgrade my Charles. So... Mine was 73. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm. I can see. Mm. Mm. It's okay. That's around. That's around when like the bosses start to appear that just shoot like massive oh, loads of bullets. They just vomit balls of death at you. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. it spells out words. Sometimes there are patterns that is completely unavoidable. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, there was something about this that I felt didn't have the randomness that I find problematic with stuff like two dots. Right. But at the another same time, great dot based game. Yeah, but at the same time, like the randomness added to the you know ever different nature of each level that I enjoyed. Ah, oh, so in this case, Sam did like random dots. I did like random oh, dots in this okay. case. Yeah. All right, I like it. Good job. Uh, yeah, it's a super quick, easy. It's an easy grape. If we are continuing our fruit rating scale, <laughs> it is a grape. Yes, I, I'll agree. Grape, much like the the little dots that appear. <laughs> Just pop it in. Pop it in and go. It's over, it. it's over pretty quick. Um, pretty enjoyable. I found it kind of hard, though. I won't lie. I wish there was a little bit more of a kind of progression because you start and it's pretty hard and it just carries on being, being pretty hard. Yeah, but that's you know? the thing, right? Like, I think you can get into it super easily. Like, there is no need for an introduction. You get the sense of, like, what you're supposed to do. I think there are nice little helpful cues from, like, the iconography that they use, which are emojis. Uh, that you get a sense, okay, yeah, I shouldn't do that. And the restart's really quick, right? (laughs) You bump into that, you die. You're like, okay, I'm not supposed to do that. But they give you a little chance right before you hit the dot where you're really close to it, where it gives you like the exclamation marks telling you, hey, you shouldn't do that. Mm. And gives you like a brief millisecond of an opportunity to run away. See, I mistook that. I Well, I interpreted that as you get three, maybe three, two or three kind of energy bars they get depleted when you actually touch a dot. So my interpretation was if you touch a dot, you get the little exclamation points and you get two or three chances before you die. Yeah, that was that was my interpretation because I would have liked to have seen a energy meter on screen if that is actually the case. But yes, this is more like a like a beep in your reversing sensor car thing. <laughs> oh, correction. My high score is uh, 134, <laughs> not 133. <laughs> Okay. Well, we do like facts on this show. But yeah, you're right. Um, I Wait, no, you're wrong. I don't think <laughs> the dots represent uh, a life meter in any way. It's just whenever you're in real close proximity to an, uh, to an opposing mm-hmm. dot, it just gives you a little warning. Mm, okay, yep. that makes sense. That makes a little bit more sense. What did you think of the ads, Edwin? I never saw an ad because I play underground, oh, as you know. Right. <laughs> so this game has ads. Yep, this is a freemium model. You can upgrade to get rid of ads, and then you can you also... You cannot 
oh. upgrade to get rid of ads. That was my oh, that was your beef. That was my beef. It's I, you know, I enjoyed it for X number of days, which we'll reveal later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no spoilers. <laughs> and and so I decided, hey, you know, like let me just pay for this to get rid of the ads. So I paid the lowest tier that I can pay for the in-game currency, which is ninety nine cents coins, thinking, I believe. Yep, thinking that would get rid of it. No. Oh, that is a shame. Yeah, that is a shame. Yeah, I feel like any purchase should get rid of game in-game ads. But you do have a history of seemingly buying things, buying things in-game, and the ads not getting rid of them. Mm. I remember our first ever episode, Bowmasters. Yes. That happened to you, right? You bought something in-game, but it didn't get rid of the ads? That was weird, because I initially downloaded the free version. Oh, they did have the confusing... Yeah. Yeah. They had two versions, versions of the game, which was yeah. super not cool. So, yeah. Okay, that sucks. Yeah, I feel if you pay for anything, that should get rid of ads. Yeah. So, let's get to the three by threes, Edwin. Three by threes, sometimes three, <laughs> sometimes less. <laughs> We're getting looser, the strict <laughs> definition of what a three by three is. I try to stick with them for most of the time. That's... <laughs> Only Edwin does to For a free game, the design aesthetic was pleasingly minimal and pleasingly pleasing. Great yeah, insight. Like, you know, if someone if I was looking over someone's shoulder, I could imagine this is like a premium game somehow. Like a trendy Zach Cage kind of game. Maybe that's doing him a disservice. But you know, like the sort of buzzy indie games that people like. I'm like, oh, that looks kinda cool. I wonder does, what that is. You it know does what I mean? look minimal. Yeah, it does look minimal in a way that it doesn't harm it right but i think it's on that border think um, about a game from say ketchup <laughs> maybe it's like oh god this is just horrible to look at <laughs> right i mean i don't think it's that bad like i think there's some attention to it like it looks pleasant it does you know i do think that they actually put some care into the way like the interface is laid out um and i like the fact that there's really no no text like once again a yeah. game with no text Super, it makes it really easy to just pick up and play. P-U-N-P. Um, yeah, so that was my that was one of my points. I also like the the fact that they had nice use of emoji, which is always kind of cute, Yeah. Um, but not in a way that it's obscene. <laughs> no obscene emoji, thank you very yeah. much. But I do have a question. When you use a spider web, why do you get a sad face? Do you get a sad face when you use a spider web? I believe you do. You get a little, like, uh, a turny down the side of the mouth face, which I can never work out. Because to begin with, because sometimes... There are bad power-ups. And I thought, oh, this is a bad power-up because I got a sad face. But it, you know what I mean? You know? I don't know okay. if you get a sad face. I think Let's you do it get, live on like, air. Yeah, I'm trying it right okay. now. Of course, I'm there going... will be no spider webs. No, there's for... a spider okay, web right here. Oh, it's more like an alarm face. It's like, oh. It's uh, not like a, uh. It's like a, oh. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> that works very well on radio. <laughs> but why would you be alarmed? I still didn't get a good feeling when you know, when I grabbed the spiderweb to say when I grabbed the space cannon. Right. Which is definitely like, yeah. Yeah, I get what so, you're saying. So that was, I was confused by that for a minute. Maybe because spiders spi- are alarming? <laughs> well, this is fairly true. And are you the spider? Yeah, I guess if you're to associate an emoji with the eighth icon that you've created and you've run out of the nice <laughs> emojis, that's a pretty yes. good one to have for spiderweb. What would, like, let's say you were to emote the expression that you got when a spider web shot out of you. Mm. Right, of your butt. That, yeah, exactly. That's exactly the face. That's exactly the... the <laughs> like, oh no! What's happening? Oh, not again. Right, it's not like, oh man. It's more like a, oh no! <laughs> That's the scenes they don't show in Spider-Man. <laughs> right. Yeah, that would have been a whole different movie. 
if the spider webs didn't come out of his arms. But more more accurate, I believe. <laughs> yes. I, I believe the, the, sp- the webs do come out of the spider's lower thorax. <laughs> right. Good creative decisions on that part. Well done, Stan Lee. That's why he's a multimillionaire and I am not. Um, the next thing that I really liked, and then we've, we've, we've talked about this before, is that it is super casual and pick up and play. Um, I really had no issues and just saying, okay, let's play a game of this Charles and get on with it. Yeah. And even if the game lasted like five seconds, I can restart it really easily. Um, if it, even if it lasted like a hundred seconds, I was like, oh yeah, that's fun. And you know, save it for the next time I play. But at the same time, it didn't really drive me to, to seek it out being like, oh man. Like, I really need to play some Charles right now. I need some Charles in me. Wait. <laughs> and why do you think the spacecraft is called Charles? Oh, because you can level up and there's a spacecraft called Charles. Oh, yeah. I did level up and I got it called Charles, but it's some, like, weird fish-looking thing. Charles the fish. Oh. I don't I don't understand. I, yeah. So it has a goldfish thing going on. It's kind of weird, like... Maybe it's not a spaceship after all. I don't mind that there isn't a story... Right? Like, I really didn't care in this aspect. But at the same time, like, why is it called Charles? Send your theories to us on Twitter at 7 Days to Play. On to the bad threes. I didn't get a feeling of progression. I think once I'd hit that sort of 60 second mark, I was essentially stuck and didn't get, like, oh, I need to better that score. Like, I'm not a big fan of that as a game mechanic of just trying to beat the last high score generally. If it's a timing based thing, and I totally understand your point of like, there wasn't this sort of itch in the back of my mind. It's like, oh, I should go play again. I was like, oh, yeah, I guess I can play it. But wasn't that crazy about it. Right. I think yeah. they do time the difficulty a little bit, though. Like, you know, come 50 seconds, it's when your first boss appears. And then they'll they'll, they'll show up quite frequently after that point. Yeah. But it gives you a slow ramp up. I don't know what happens after. There's just too many dang dots. That's my, <laughs> that's my takeaway. Too many dots. I don't know if you tried to play Charles 2. No, I didn't. So that has a twist because it has levels. Mm. So you need to survive a certain amount of time or collect a certain amount of points, and then you progress to the next level. And I think that is a far stronger game mechanic. I found that a little bit more enjoyable Yeah, to play rather than just this sort of endless on-screen circling around trying to avoid the dots of death. Right. And I think on that aspect, like I like felt a golf course. like it was almost too bare. Right, like in the same way that you just mentioned that there the leveling there weren't any levels to really segment off a nice sense of completion. Yes, right. I felt like there the mechanics of even just upgrading your ship was it didn't feel like it was completely integrated into the game in ways that I actually saw the benefits of upgrading. Also, it's really hard to get fifty thousand coins to upgrade your ship. Much like the user review on the iTunes Store. Oh really? App store, as oh, I, I read see. out last week. It's really hard to get that many coins. Like, and I would say like getting to 130 is not that easy. No, you're a skilled mobile game professional reviewer. <laughs> I'm pretty sure like the scores of this game on the leaderboard are pretty ridiculous. But if I had Game Center enabled, I could find out. But I don't. To get that number of coins is pretty difficult, and there's just so much of a there's a really long tree of all the different ships that are available. For you to upgrade to, with super weird names, by the way. Um, that, like, I really didn't see the benefit of upgrading them. There's not that much difference between them. Yeah, I, I suppose they are supposed to be faster or more. Yeah, they controllable, have, but hmm. they have different attributes like size and speed. But you almost don't want it to be bigger, right? You don't want the ship to be bigger. Yeah, indeed. Um, but yeah, here are the names of the ship. 
You start off with Zeus. Okay. Yep. A grand name. The second ship you can get is Hercules. Also grand. Aristoteles. I don't think that's an actual... Aristotle? Was he a philosopher? <laughs> I think it's Aristotle. Aristoteles. Oh, they've made up a new one. Okay. And okay. then there's after that is Thomas. Oh. Oh, right, they just putting it in now. Jobs. After that. Oh, does it have a roll neck and jeans combination on it? No, but it kind of has a round head. <laughs> Next is Charles. Great. Goldfish. And then the last one is tennis. <laughs> what? And it just looks like some kind of scary bug. Exactly. Like, I feel this was a great opportunity to put in something there. <laughs> some story. <laughs> I'm not going to say story because I, I, I totally get it. Like, this is not a game where story is important. But yeah, it was just, I feel like there's an opportunity there. Either they've tacked it on as a post thought to, to try and find some way to use in-game currency and monetize or yep. yeah, just add an extra element that wasn't necessarily needed. I wasn't crazy about the controls. I found it pretty hard. Like I know that is a genre of game. Like super hard games is a thing. Flappy Bird, but it was hard in a way that wasn't pleasing. I think to me, too many balls. That's what I'm gonna say. Just too many damn balls of death. I really didn't have issues with the difficulty. I think the difficulty was okay. <laughs> I, I get it. It's like it's a little hard, but I found that to be the pleasing aspect of it. Mm, okay. Yep. The issues that I had was the thumb issue. Like I can't tell you how many times I died because the guy went underneath my thumb when I was controlling. Mm. And as I shifted my thumb to move it over, a dot got me. That was annoying. Yeah. I feel like if they even provided like a safe space of where I can just place my thumb and the guy and the dots never appeared there, yep. that would have been a little bit better. Um, you know, just give me like the keyboard area or something to like just actually control the guy. Even if it reduces the screen size a little bit, like I feel that would have been better. For sure. And what is your final bad thing, Sam? Um, the ads. I for sure thought that paying some amount of money would get rid of the ads, but and I feel like that's just an expected pattern. I don't know if it's kind of if we're entitled to that or if we're too self entitled to that. <laughs> but yeah, it was just that kind strange. of strange that I couldn't pay my way out of the ads. Sam, what is your final seven day rating? Final seven day rating, five out of seven. Mm, so yeah, it's you know, just easy to pick up and play, but at the same time, like, it didn't really drive me. Like, if I missed a couple of days of playing, I didn't feel like, oh, darn it. I missed that Charles so much. There's <laughs> um, more Charles in my life. Having said that, I do feel like I will have it on my phone for a while, just for, like, the occasional pickup and play. Okay. It's good for the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> and that is probably where most mobile games get played nowadays. My final rating is a four. So, yeah, pretty good. Enjoyable. I'm out of it. I have not, nothing more to add, really. Yeah, better than two dots, for sure. Oh, I'm still playing two <laughs> dots, so. <laughs> okay, shall we go on to the next game, Edwin? I can barely contain my excitement. <laughs> Sam, what will I be playing for the next seven days? So, I have to look it up, because <laughs> I didn't even download it yet. Oh, it's so fresh. It is by our, um, we're actually a fan of his work, Michael Bro. Uh-oh, Imbroglio. Is that the Imbroglio guy? Yeah, it's the Imbroglio guy. Uh-huh. He has recently come out a new game. It's called Cinco Paus, but I think it's pronounced Cinco Paus. Nothing like an unspellable name. Let me read you the description of the game. The SEOs, please. Dance Cinco Varina Manis. <laughs> the description is written all in Portuguese. Okay, great. Uh, read me some Portuguese. <laughs> I, I, I don't know how to speak in Portuguese, and this is going to be completely wrong, but I'm going to give it my best effort. Um, so you spell it C-I-N-C-O. 
and C I N C O was his name O. Here's how you spell it: C I N C O. Yeah, Oh, Cinco Pals. Okay, <laughs> finally, <laughs> I was getting putting a Q in there or something. Oh, Sam, there's another five dollar game. It is another five dollar. But you know, Michael be broke. <laughs> Michael Bro, he does like charging. And good for him, actually. Yeah, I'm stop bitching about it. Yep. Good for you, Michael. Because happily give you some money. They they actually turn out to be really good games, even though they look quite. He has a certain quirky style, style to him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So let me try and reading this description. Um, and for the Portuguese listeners, <laughs> I deeply apologize. Tens cinco verinas magicas mas now sabes o que elas fazem. Tenta descobrir ses efeitos e atravesar todas as cinco zonas. Toma os testosteros também se podes. I agree. Yeah. Let me... That's... Yeah, we can totally cut that out. <laughs> Let's put that through Google Translate. So this is obviously from Michael Brow. He's made previous games like 868 Hack and Broglio, oh, yes. which we've reviewed in our previous show, Is This the Show? And yeah, he's known to really get to the core of some of these like puzzle games or even strategy games and boil it down to elements that feel like you can really think about the problem and solve it in really good ways. I'm sure he uses a lot of math, a lot of logic. Um, but yeah, it's usually a pretty rich experience. So I'm kind of looking forward to this. All right. I will have to dust off my Portuguese to English dictionary. <laughs> you have seven days to play a Cinco Paus. Cinco Paus. That's kind of fun to say. Before we go, things of the week. Hit me, Sam. Hit me with some of your tasty recommendations. So, I just wrapped up watching the first episode of, on Netflix, My Guest Needs No Introduction. Have you heard of this? Uh, this show needs no introduction because I have heard of it, yes. <laughs> so, the show is called My Next Guest Needs No Introduction. It is a new show on Netflix by David Letterman. Sporting a magnificent beard. Yeah, very Santa Claus-esque. They, they speak about it a lot. But his first guest is Barack Obama. I think it's timely... Uh, it's a great interview with him. Uh, the production is actually really good. So one of the things that I really like about Dave Letterman is whenever he speaks to a guest, it never feels rushed, right? Especially in his regular late night show. He had like four or five minutes to speak to a guest, but it never felt rushed. He always took his time and asked the good questions. Whereas other show, like talk show hosts like Jay Leno always felt rushed, always spoke over the guests as they were speaking. Yeah. Uh, and so I think David Letterman just has like a really good talent on asking, you know, insightful yet entertaining questions. Uh, and, you know, him speaking to Barack Obama, I think, was uh, a really good first show. Yeah, I did actually watch this as well. Mm. I think it's I mean, it was very, it's very easy, an easy watch. I mean, there are obviously like there's some bits where he goes and revisits the scene of some of the race riots and uh, protestations and stuff mm -hmm. that happened. Uh, that's quite moving, but the actual interview itself was pretty easy. Like, I didn't ask Barack Obama any difficult questions. Yeah. You know, it was just two friends chatting, which, you know, sometimes you kind of need that, certainly in today's political climate. I don't know. Do you know what I mean? Like, if I wanted to watch uh, Barack Obama being interviewed, there's so much I want to ask him. They kind of skirted around Trump a little bit right. in a way that was like, I really want to know what he thinks of him. But here's the thing. Like, I think he did get into those topics pretty well, but it never felt it never felt it was too much or this is not the right time or this is not the right forum. But they actually got a little bit deeper than I expected like a normal talk show would. Right? Yeah, because this is about an hour. Yeah. Less than an hour. 
Um, and I think that's the skill with David Letterman is that he actually knows how to lead up to those questions in ways that there's relevance, there's a connective tissue between like the first question he's asked them until you know when they got to the good topics. If you want like a hard hitting political interview, this isn't that. Right. I think this is by and large like a talk show. It's this is right. This an is an entertaining, entertaining talk show. show. Yeah. yeah. But you get more out of it than you would than a stupid Jimmy Fallon show. <laughs> right. Who is his next guest? Um, his next guest is George Clooney. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. yeah, good starter. I don't know if yeah. anyone wants the George Clooney <laughs> one, but yeah. you know, like I think I like I like Dave Letterman enough um, to to continue to watch. Also, yeah. another helpful tip: Netflix on your mobile phone, you can actually just listen to it. So you can turn off your phone uh, and go to the lock screen and press play. And it'll continue the audio track, which is super interesting. Turn Netflix into a podcast. Yeah, there with this it is. one easy hack. <laughs> Especially if you download the episode to your phone. Should have been a podcast. Should have been a podcast. Should have been a podcast. But yep. I'm glad that it's video. <laughs> uh, also interesting that Netflix have gone with a show-by-show release strategy mm. rather than dumping everything, which I think they've done for all the other shows they've done. And I think it's coming out every two or three weeks. Yeah. It's actually quite staggered. I don't know releases. if that's by design or if that's by availability. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think if they have the opportunity to do it for a show that's more like pre-written and pre-produced, like, oh my God, the OA, yeah. then I think they'll do so. Do you know what I mean? Like, same with like the Grand Tour where there is a bit of production involved. There's a bit of timeliness and liveliness involved. Are you watching the new se- season? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think they've just done it as just to try as a marketing strategy. I see. I think they've also had, you know, Dave Letterman was a periodically released show, obviously, like five nights a week. I think they're trying to mirror that. That's my guess. Mm. Because I, I would imagine they're probably already shot and already done, and they're just sitting on a Netflix hard drive somewhere. But it's me knowing nothing and guessing. Yeah, uh, check it out. Cool. What is your thing of the week? I watch Patriot which I think we mentioned a couple of episodes ago. This is the Mel Gibson movie. This is... This, alas, no, it is the Amazon original. Season one is out now. They are filming season two, I believe. This is a show that uh, one of our favorite podcasts kind of went crazy for and like is all over it because they love it so much. Uh, that's Dubai Friday. Um, I disagree with them. Mm. I found it quite unwatchable and I watched three and I will not be continuing. So you heard it here first. What is the subject of Patriot? Maybe it's best if you don't know a whole bunch about it, but the high level is it is a it is kind of one of these sort of whimsical comedy dramas. Is it like trial and error? No. Mercifully no. <laughs> I would say if you want to watch a whimsical kind of comedy but with also kind of trying to be surprising with violence in it that kind of sneaks up on you. Go watch Fargo instead. This is like Fargo light from having binged watched all four seasons of Fargo. Watching Patriot was like, oh, I see what they're trying to do, but it just falls flat for me. So I would say give that a pass. But if you're a subscriber to Amazon Prime, take a look at it because you're paying for it already. So may as well have a look. Do by Friday hosts would say watch the first nine minutes. And that pretty much gives you an indication where there is a lengthy folk song that is being mm. sung at you. Mm, yeah. All right. I'll check it out. I'll check out the first few episodes. Yeah, I was a little underwhelmed. Uh, I do have an update. Please. So, Star Trek Discovery. Uh-huh. I spoke about it last week. Oh, yes. That reminds me. I need to cancel my CBS All Access fast. I was able to watch the first 10 episodes because I've downloaded that on my iPad from Stockholm. Great 
tip that applicable to all listeners yes. from last week. And I'm glad that I took it offline, turned off the Wi-Fi, made sure I wasn't able to connect it in any way possible. Because as soon as I watched the last episode, yeah, just for fun, I turned it back <laughs> on and instantly it said that this content is not playable in this area. There you go. Yeah. Wow. Talk about a lockdown, even on the downloaded episodes, yep. which is a shame because think about it. Like if you're traveling, you know, and you have kids and you've downloaded like a bunch of shows. They don't understand the legal implications of licensing agreements across countries. No. <laughs> Try telling them that. And you come to another country and then like it's like instantly unavailable because you simply turn on the Wi-Fi. That's kind of a bad experience. Yep. Or there's some sort of warning, right? Yeah. We've noticed you've crossed the country boundary. Right. Be prepared for your content to disappear in five, four, so, three, two, one. <laughs> <laughs> so the second part of the update is that I now have to watch. I've watched two episodes on the CBS All Access app. So you're rewatching? Oh, wait. No, no, no. There's oh. 15 episodes total in right. the season. Okay. And so you... they're now on episode 12. Mm, I, I watched it until episode 10 on Netflix. I see. I see. And I've had to watch two episodes on CBS All Access. And I'm considering not watching it simply because of the CBS app. <laughs> it is so horrible. So you can, you can pay, you have to pay for it, whatever. But then you can pay additionally to remove ads. Is yes. That the system? Okay. What platform are you using for the CBS app upon? The mobile, the mobile phone. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. okay. Hashtag bus watch. Yeah. Hashtag bus watch. But it's not even, I can't even watch it on the bus. It's hashtag... When I'm in bed, watch. watch. Okay. (laughs) Because you can't download the episodes, right? It doesn't... I don't think the quality is going to be good enough on the go. Yeah. So... All that black vastness of space. You need all those pixels rendered really nicely. Exactly. Like, the alien faces already look grotesque (laughs) enough. But artifacting on top of that, and you're just nightmares waiting to happen. (laughs) But it is a good show. I do recommend it. I like it a lot. Even with the CBS All Access app. Um, Okay, we shall revisit this next week. Yep. In a new segment I'm calling, Is Sam Still Watching Star Trek Discovery? (laughs) Which is morphed from, Is Sam Still Watching The Orville? By the way, no. One final little thing of the week. Last week I talked about setting up a second user account on macOS. If you happen to be lucky enough, and I put that in quotes, to have the new Mac with Touch Bar, uh, and you set up fingerprinting, you can actually double tap the fingerprint, well, the Touch ID sensor, and that switches seamlessly between accounts, which is quite a nice way of flipping contexts. Which is, I found it a, out. is it a double touch or a double press? It is, I think you click and then hold, click, and then fingerprint scan. I haven't exactly worked out what it is. I know if I mash the touch ID sensor, <laughs> it flips eventually to, oh, my other user account. So that's got a nice touch. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ID. No. Edwin, you have seven days to play what we've now learned. It is pronounced Cinco Paus. This is your game review program and also Portuguese language lesson <laughs> in one. Uh, tweet us any game suggestions like Helen did uh, at 7 Days to Play. And follow us on Instagram at 7 Days to Play, which we'll be updating very soon. <laughs> Sam is just adding that to his to-do list right now. We are on Spotify. You can find us by searching you know what to search for. And if you want to join a pretty good clan <laughs> on Clash Royale... Don't oversell it, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> we like donating cards. Join our clan. It's 7DTP. We have some new clan members that we'd like to welcome. Aspen, Zabmondo, MJH, and Shockwave. Welcome to the clan. I am no longer playing the game, but I am giving everyone the cards when I have them. So I still play once in a while. That's good. I did some friendly matches with Jen Jen. She oh. kicked my butt. <laughs> yep. 
You can watch the replay. <laughs> yeah, do check that out. And we will see you next week. Don't email us. Sunday's for play.